Florida State dominated Syracuse yesterday. And how good is Keon Coleman? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith, and we are here to celebrate Florida State's 41-3 and convincing victory over the Syracuse Orange. Got to talk a little bit about a guy by the name of Keon Coleman. The aggressiveness overall is what we're going to start with, though, and a little bit at the end about what this means moving forward for the Knowles. Obviously, can't really complain about 41 to three very much. And you can't complain too much about game time either. That is today's sponsor for the show game time app. Please download it. Take a look at it. It is an easy app to use. If you need tickets for concerts for football games or anything else of that nature, you can get $20 off on your first purchase game time. Check it out. All right. Now today's show is going to be about 10, 15 minutes. Just going to kind of do an overview a little bit later. I'm going to do something in regards to, what I expect moving forward, I'm kind of going through some film right now. I've watched some of it. It takes a lot of time. I'm going to go back through after the polls come out. I don't really know what to expect if Florida State's dominant performance will move them up, move them around. I don't know, but we'll see later today. Let's talk about two things right off the bat. The energies I'm going to talk about overall is the key here in part one because both sides did a good job. And obviously the punt return by Keon Coleman that almost went to the house is something, something else we got to talk about. But Keon, I'm going to kind of focus on in segment number two. First off, though, hats off to the defense. They they only gave up 124 yards, three sacks, six tackles for loss, 124 rushing yards. And well, Quinn Allen's pretty good, pretty good running back. And most importantly, they suffocated Garrett Schrader. He had negative 10 yards on seven carries, a minus 1.3 something per carry. That's a mobile quarterback, and that's been Florida State's Achilles heel. The Knowles did a great job there, and that's the difference between winning in the regular season and having a game plan with, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, what I expect to be the ACC title game at this point, Florida State versus North Carolina. Drake May is pretty good. I know it's it, Mike Norvell won't talk about it, but that's the team you got to beat to get to the playoff now. Florida State knows that. I mean, they're not going to talk about it, but I'm going to, as we get closer, that's the team I'm going to talk about. And it also fits this next week's opponent. If Riley, assuming Riley Leonard plays, I have no idea. Uh, for the record, I'm going to prepare this week on my shows like Riley Leonard hasn't been touched this year. If he doesn't play, then it's a bonus and you should just win. I'm just going to say that now. Florida State found a way to lose for any reason. And Riley Leonard even missed a quarter of the game for some reason. That's on Florida State. They should beat them at home anyhow. But if Riley doesn't play. That's another deal. Here's the deal. Florida State got after. They came after him, but they did a good job of staying in the rush lanes. Garrett Schrader was under duress for a lot of the game. And then when he did get a pass off, he's a good quarterback. The other part that I hadn't seen as much as I saw this game, and maybe it's just me, the defensive backs for the Knowles not only played physical and tackled hard, but they got their hands in and they were trying to get the ball loose before it was ever caught to a point where it was like, this is priority one. It's a little riskier because if you get out there and you miss, obviously a guy can go by, but they executed. They did a pretty darn good job. 
just kind of making it difficult. Even when Syracuse completed a pass, it was contested. Everything felt difficult. That's important. If you're going to beat Carolina, just as another example, or Duke, or anybody else that has a team that can really score some points or has a great deal, like Duke's defense this next week will be as good a D, surprisingly. You don't think of Duke as defense, but that front in particular is nasty. I got two guys that will go to the NFL Combine at D-tackle. And the Carter kid, I believe his name, I've seen him. Yeah, that's that's a dude. You need to be able to slow down the other team, get good field position, and set yourself up so the defense is in good shape for doing that, setting that up, moving forward. And now we're going to talk about the offense because going against Duke, again, you got to take advantage of situations and the balance. They, let's see, it was 10 guys caught passes. They had 344 yards. Um, Travis, I'm trying to think what was – Travis had a pretty good day percentage-wise too. I mean, 23 of 37, that's not too bad. He's around 60% and he's taking shots. And Johnny didn't play. We'll talk about that in a second too. But they did a pretty nice job. And then Tate, obviously, two for two for 60 in the score. That's that's pretty good. I think Florida State's balance in this game, it might be the most balanced and consistent since Jameis Winston was in Tallahassee. I, I believe so in 2014. Um Seven carries for 93 yards for Tofili, the 50-yarder. Obviously huge, great play by him in the offensive line. By the way, hats off to the receivers. They did a nice job blocking. Benson, 14 carries for 74 yards. The unsung hero, that's Jaheim Bell and the tight ends. They've done a nice job this year. Jaheim had a great day, by the way. Four catches for 87 yards. He is a unique weapon as a tight end. He's more like a receiver to me. He's just so athletic. But even C.J. Campbell, we don't talk about him very much because he really does much because he's got to get through that depth chart. One carry for 19 yards. He got in. Young man, you made your mark. Every player for Florida State, again, this is the key word, emotion, and they attacked. If you carry that over to this next game against Duke, you're going to win. You have more talent. Execution, consistency, and attacking, those things put together, especially at the collegiate level, where emotion's a bigger deal than it is at the pro level, that's how you win football games, especially when it gets close. Ten points or less in the fourth quarter, you got to figure it out. You got to make that play. These are things that Florida State can do. Segment two here, real quick. I'm, I'm just going to hit on the obvious. And again, just looking at the numbers: nine catches for 140, 15.6, and one score, 58 yard long. That would be one, Mr. Keon Coleman. Let's talk about his greatness from a technical standpoint briefly, and then kind of move on. Whether you see him on the screen or if you're in Doak, whatever it is, the way he moves at his size is completely abnormal. Corners that are 5'11 to 6'1, you know, traditional size, they should have a quickness advantage against a guy that's 215-ish. I don't necessarily think so. Seeing him move is just different. Keon has the ability to make somebody look really bad in short space to get that separation. And then, of course, the size and the power that he has, he's a big young man, allows him to make some of those 50-50 balls look a little easier than they should, and it moves the chains and or scores a touchdown for the Florida State Seminoles. But he also does something else because he keeps doing this. And today's or yesterday's game was really important in this perspective. While I don't want to see Johnny out, with him out, I was curious 
what's Syracuse going to do here? They tried different things and they, they just manned him or whatever a few times too. None of it worked. If you can't stop Keon and Johnny Wilson's not a part of the game plan, how in the world are you going to stop when they're both there and Florida State shows this energy? Just let that sink in for a second. How do you stop Florida State's offense when they're truly dialed in? We may not say this again this year. Who knows? But effort, consistency, execution, attack, any words that you want, you could all throw them in a pot and boil them up with Florida State right now. Because quite frankly, this offense, and and to again, the defense did a great job against Schrader, et cetera. But Florida State's offense was just so balanced. The run game, um, I mean, they went for 191, 5.6 yards to carry three scores. Obviously not going to complain. Could it have been better? Sure. But, I mean, that is being really nitpicky. But that's something else to talk about. Keon helps that run game. Syracuse wanted to take the run away, took a few more chances in the secondary, but it didn't work. And then Florida State just slowly wore them down. That run by Tofili for 50 yards and a score, the play before he got five yards. They were just beaten on the drum. And eventually it broke. That's how you win football games as well. That's an old adage. If you just keep hammering on the rock, eventually those small chips that come off becomes a big crack. That's that's another way that I've had it explained to me by O-line coaches, et cetera. Florida State's balance with Keon is unbelievable. Curious to see how they do against Duke. I assume Johnny's going to play. That should be a lot of fun. If they come out with this same energy, it's going to go well for the Knowles. Now, this last part, this is something that I just kind of want to use generally speaking. North Carolina has Tez Walker now. If you didn't see any of the highlights, that is a special, special player at receiver, and they probably will face Florida State, barring something unforeseen, in the ACC title game. That's how I say it. Louisville laid an egg last night. They got beat by Pittsburgh and got smacked. I don't know what's going on there, but that, that kind of tells me they're not going to make it, even with their ridiculously easy schedule. So May is similar to Schrader in that he can run. Obviously, he's a better player. He's, he's about as good as it gets. But this game against Syracuse was a great, just a novel of opportunities. Schrader can move. He's an experienced kid. He knows how to make plays on the run from the pocket. He can dissect the defense, change, and make audibles. And Florida State did a great job against, not good, not good, a great job of condensing the field for him and not allowing outside the pocket. That's something I have complained about and probably Florida State's coaching staff for a long time. By far the best I've seen Florida State do this year and maybe for a couple, just flat out keeping a mobile guy in the pocket, not allowing him to get chunk yardage plays running or passing. That is going to bode well because if you have any chance to slow down North Carolina, that doesn't mean you can't beat them, but their offense is super dynamic. They've got a really good running back in Hampton. May is May. And then Devontae Walker is holy cow good. So if Florida State ends up playing a Carolina, that's going to be a great game, by the way. You've got to keep May in the pocket. He's going to make plays. Nobody's going to guard Devontae's one-on-one. They're not. He has elite Speed. He's faster than Keon, etc. He's that kind of speed, and he's six two and a half. They're going to be difficult. 
But this game against Syracuse gave me more hope for Florida State because you're going to be able to – you've already shown it. You can contain better. Drake might get 20, 30 yards against them. But against some teams, Drake may go out and get 60. And it's just five and eight-yard chunks that just murder you on third downs. Third and seven, you got to drop seven, man. If you can't get pressure with four, you're done against him in general. And Florida State can't. But that's not even a guarantee it's going to work because he'll make a guy miss, run over a guy. He's big. Florida State's defense against Syracuse. Again, Schrader's an athletic QB. Showed me. Showed everybody that Florida State has the ability to make huge plays in the passing game, come back home. Meaning you get a sack or you force him to throw it away, et cetera, because you contain well and you stay in your rush lane. Sounds easy, but you're going up against 300-plus pound guys trying to avoid you from containing the edge and trying to hammer you. Florida State has really started to figure that out. Last point here, Florida State against Duke. We're going to talk quite a bit about it this week. I'm going to prepare like, again, Riley Leonard is going to play and is not, hasn't even been touched this year. If he doesn't play much or got hurt during the game, what I don't care what it is, whatever scenario stems from this, if Leonard doesn't play much or even misses a half a quarter against Florida State, they should win. It's on the Knowles if they don't. But this is the key thing here. Take the word Duke football out of your mind. As a Florida State fan, you're probably thinking they're overrated, this, that, and the other. I have seen them with my own eyes from the booth this year. They are a very physical defense in the front. Their two D tackles will be as good a combo as the Knowles face this year. And that includes Clemson. That includes Miami. That includes, if they play Carolina, they got some pretty good defense, et cetera. It will be as good as anybody they play this year. Michigan or Georgia might be different. If they play them in the playoff, that, that's about it. Florida State needs to bring their hard hat and their strategy to beat Duke. The coaching staff for Duke is tremendous on defense. Their head coach is a defensive-minded guy, really good coach. And they hit a home run in the transfer portal with a couple kids. They took a corner from Miami that didn't blades that hadn't didn't do a lot, and he's been really good for them. They've coached guys up. Florida State's mentality in this game is going to be important. They're not going to run through them like they did Syracuse. There is not. But it's okay to live for the next down. Don't get too aggressive. I talked about really came out and attacked against Syracuse, and that's fine. Duke's going to make some plays too. This is something you just got to think about in general. Don't compound problems. If they get a run stuff, they get a sack, et cetera, whether it's Johnny Wilson being frustrated, whether it's Jordan Travis or the defense, you know, Riley Winter escapes it and makes a key play downfield, live to play the next play. That's It's one of the old adages in college football. This game will be the absolute test of that because Duke will not beat itself. They will not. Florida State is going to have to inch their way, not jump through a hoop and just be done to beat them like they did Syracuse. This is a well-coached football team, and it should be, quite frankly, a really good college football game, and it's why I love covering the sport. Duke's got some talent. Florida State just has more. If they're they're smart and they're patient, that's, again, we're dealing with college kids, and that's why it's so difficult. If they are patient, they will beat Duke. If they are not patient, you give Duke a chance. Get frustrated, try to force a pass in, uh, get overly aggressive, stupid penalties, whatever it is. Do not let Duke's experience – now, they got a lot of experience on their defense in particular, cause you problems. So with that, um, we're going to talk once again a, bit, a little bit later today. I'm going to do a podcast with reference to what's going on with the poll 
get into Duke just a little bit, a little bit later today and just kind of overall go just kind of what's up next with Florida State. They, they've reached a really important section of their schedule. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and it starts with the Duke Blue Devils. But with that, I'll talk to you all a little bit later today. I'll talk to you soon.